If you want to stop the revolving door of employees and find the talent you need, there's only one place to go. Apprenticeship Works, where the experts talk about building today's modern workforce. In this episode, we sat down with Ruth Moore, the Vice President of Human Resources at Aristec Services. The company has been in business for over 50 years, and their challenges are an aging workforce and explosive growth during the pandemic that saw them add 80 new positions. Ruth and her team use great creativity to attract and retain the people they need. Partnering with Gateway Community and Technical College, they have started a registered apprenticeship program, a pre-employment onboarding program, and a community apprenticeship pilot with other manufacturers. So sit back, relax, and listen to Ruth tell the story of how creative work and learn programs can help you build the teams you need. Uh, we are here today with uh, Ruth Moore of Aristec Surfaces. Ruth, welcome to Apprenticeship Works. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Well, this is a beautiful October day, so it's great to be at Aristec. I appreciate you having us. Yeah, no, thanks for coming. Happy to highlight our employees and a little bit about what we're doing here and our growth. And it's really kind of a fun story to be able to tell. Oh, good. Looking forward to it. So, well, let's, before we jump into that, let's talk about, let's learn a little bit about you. So, uh, you know, a little bit about your background uh, in your life and uh, whatever you feel like sharing. Great. So, my name is Ruth Moore. I'm the VP of Human Resources for Aerostech Services. I have been here for just a little over eight years. Uh, prior to that, I spent uh, the majority of my career in chemical manufacturing with uh, one company that was acquired and changed names over, uh, over that. So I've always been in manufacturing, um, mostly in the chemical industry, and so I really feel at home here and really you know, love and have a passion for uh, the kind of manufacturing that you know, we produce the basic chemicals that end up into everyday living and really appreciate those employees that contribute to that on the floor and off hours and operations and maintenance in the lab um, you know that really dedicate their uh, service to that so that's really been uh, been my background I've lived all over but um, I am from Texas originally and I worked all over uh, multiple locations in Texas and then we moved here to uh, to Kentucky um, and I've like I said been at Aristec for for over eight years I was a little different from a more end-user from the chemicals I came from prior. And now Aristec has been acquired by Trinzio um, as of September 1st, and Trinzio is a global specialty uh, materials company, so much like kind of where, where I came from. So excited to see what opportunity that brings. Oh, that's awesome. So you've been in manufacturing your whole career. Did you Was that something you set out to do, or did you just kind of find your way into it? I, I found my way into it. I started uh, from college. My degree is actually in speech communication with an organizational communication uh, minor and a personnel management minor. Um, and I joined a training program right out of school where the intent was to work for two years, uh, one year in a union facility in HR, one year in a non-union facility in HR, and then you would eventually be placed into, let's call it, you know, a permanent position. Um, so no, I just happened to find, you know, college recruiting opportunity and jumped on it. And and as they say, here I am, twenty plus years later. <laughs> no, I know we're here. We're gonna we got before we get to apprenticeship. But what you just described sounded an awful lot like an apprenticeship program. Yes, yes, very much so. It was a training program, and with the intent that you get, you know, different HR background, different HR experiences, and then once you've kind of solidified on that, then you get to kind of get your permanent placement. So yes, it, it was it was very much like a training program, and yeah, probably the equivalent of kind of a professional a apprenticeship learn, program. Uh, learn and uh, earn and learn uh, program. That's exactly. Awesome. Um, so you've been in manufacturing for your whole career. So as an HR person, you really 
have a great idea of probably what you're looking for, like the kind of people that are going to come sure. into the organization and succeed and do well. Yes, yes. I would definitely say that there's a certain profile uh, that, that fits into that. Um, and you really have to be flexible as far as, you know, shift work and understanding that the plant is running 24-7. So even when you're away, of course, it also probably helps that I'm also married, married to uh, an engineer who spent his chemical engineering career in manufacturing. So <laughs> I guess from a family perspective, we've, we've kind of grown up and lived that life ourselves, right? You're always on call in manufacturing. Right. And yeah, because it never really can shut down. No. Right. Makes sense. So tell us a little more about Aristec. You mentioned the uh, the acquisition. Uh, what's uh, just give us a little more background of what you what do you guys do? What do you sure. make? Your customer base. Yeah, so Airstech, uh, been in business for over 50 years in the Florence location. We've, we've been here in this location for over 50 years. We also have a small uh, manufacturing facility in Berlin, New Mexico, about 45 minutes south of Albuquerque, and they have been in business for over 30 years. So very long tenured, you know, long history with, uh, with very solid customer relationships. Uh, we make acrylic sheet and acrylic solid surface. The acrylic sheet goes into the bath and hot tub market. So if you've ever sat in a bathtub or sat in a hot tub, that kind of liner, let's just say that you're that you sit on is the material we make. We don't make the pumps or the housing or you know whatever. We just make the sheet uh, for the bath and hot tub industry. We sell to you know big name customers that you would recognize. Uh, jacuzzi, Kohler, American Standard, Bullfrog, and then they take the sheet and then they do what's a process called thermoforming. Thermoforming is, is it a four seater? Is it an eight seater? Is it a bench seat? Is it an oval? Is it a square? So that's the, that's the thermoforming. Um, and then on the solid surface, uh, we make basically like a surfacing material that's used in countertops. We don't sell anything residential. We only sell into the commercial markets, um, but some commercial places that you would see our material, Walgreens, Chick-fil-A, Panera Bread, um, all use our surfacing uh, product. It's particularly hygienic, so very good use in healthcare applications or um, anything, you know, assisted living or anything where there might be, you know, hygienic controls that you're concerned about from a, a germ perspective. Awesome. So you guys are really highly specialized. You're making just that, you're making that sheet and it goes out here as a solid, I'm assuming. And they, as a sheet, yeah. And then they, they go through a process to, to mold it. Basically. Correct. Okay, Correct. cool. So yeah. that, that, that's a very, I'm assuming that's a very highly specialized set of skills uh, for this industry. So what, what type of jobs and careers uh, do you have of it, uh, here at Aristec? Yeah, so the, the I think the great thing and probably one of the best parts about Aristec is we have a lot of opportunity. Um, at our very entry level, it's a very basic, we'll take someone with no skills if they've never worked in manufacturing or never worked shift work before, uh, that is no problem. We'll take them and we'll train them. And they can come in, like I said, off the street, 18, you know, out of high school, no, no problem. Um, they learn material handling, so that's, you know, pretty much kind of packaging and using a forklift and, you know, loading the sheets uh, at a very basic level. And then they have the opportunity to bid and to move up into higher level, both from a skill perspective and with that skill comes pay. So what I like to say is if you're just looking for a job, you just want to come in and you want to have that entry level job and work your 12 hours and you've got other things on the side or family that keeps you busy, great, no problem. 
But if you're looking for a career, uh, you can come here, you can learn more, you'll be compensated for that. Uh, last year, we promoted five individuals into leadership positions. So if someone's looking for a leadership opportunity, we certainly have those. And then we also have the apprenticeship program for our maintenance uh, organization. You can also bid into uh, or be selected into the maintenance apprenticeship program. And if you're willing to grow and to learn and to obtain the skills, uh, you can progress into the maintenance, which also pays more. It's a pay for skills uh, concept. Excellent. Now you use the term bid. What the, I'm not sure what that meant. Yeah, so we are a union facility. So our, our job bids when there's opportunities to move into different positions are by seniority. Okay. Um, and so we have employees that have been here for 45 and 46 years uh, length of service. Uh, so that gives you kind of an idea of kind of those who want to come and stay and be a part of the Ares Tech family for, for many, many years. We have lots of family members that work here. Uh, and so it's a very, like I said, very nice opportunity for someone kind of off the street or if they're just looking to transition or they come with chemical manufacturing or uh, material handling skills. Okay, excellent. So lots of opportunity here and it sounds like uh, somebody can come in and really build their career and make good money and have interesting type work. Correct. Um, across the whole country, it's not just the state, it's not local, we all have you know trouble finding people. Um, are you guys facing those kind of challenges? Yes, for sure. It's a it's a significant challenge. It's definitely impacted you know our ability to staff and and to be able to run our facilities. Uh, coupled with that is that we've experienced and and very you know fortunate to say that we've experienced a large growth uh, uptick in our business over the last two years, which has made the staffing even more challenging because we now need more people. Um, last year during COVID, we added an additional 60 positions. This year in 2021, we're looking to add an additional 20 plus positions with additional product uh, uh, production capacity and capital improvements. So uh, we are definitely feeling the pinch on a, on a staffing uh, side. We've had to employ really very creative methods of recruitment. Uh, so not only is the challenge uh, finding individuals, sometimes you can find them, but then keeping them. Right. Um, because, you know, for a lot of variety of reasons, you know, a dollar more an hour down the street and, you know, they leave or they realize that shift work really doesn't work with their personal situation. Um, or they find out it's, it's, uh, it's on your feet, it's 12-hour shifts, those are long physical days, and that just may not be, you know, an environment where everyone can be successful. Sure. So you, you 80 people in, the last, in 24 months. Yeah. Yes. I, I imagine you've been stretched pretty thin doing that. Uh, my team, uh, really heroic efforts between uh, the HR team and the operations team, because for every one of those that you hire, of course, you've got turnover, so you're really hiring kind of double okay. uh, to get to, to what you need. So it's, it's really been a huge team effort, and we've had tremendous support from the operations team. And have you been, are, are you successfully getting in the, uh, not only the quantity, but the quality of candidates? Is that that's a challenge? That's been a challenge. So one of the things that we have initiated is kind of like I was saying, kind of this creative approach to onboarding and orientation. Um, without sharing too many of the details, we run a program called Advantage, the Advantage, and we do that in partnership with uh, Gateway Community College here in Florence. 
And with that, we've seen, you know, much better success from a retention and from a, you know, from an individual coming on board and staying and being successful in their role. Um, but the retention, you know, has been a huge challenge for us uh, as well. So that quality, but I do believe that if you can give people the opportunity through our Advantage program to kind of dip their toe in the water and really understand what the requirements both personally and professionally are for manufacturing and for shift work, um, you're really setting them up for success down the road or you're helping them to self-select out in which case it's a win-win for both of you. Is there any details you can share about Advantage? Yeah, I'll just say it's kind of a two-week kind of pre-employment onboarding course where we give them skills and we give them the opportunity to really learn about manufacturing and shift work and decide if that's something, you know, that, that they would like to to proceed or, you know, to pursue further. And, and then we allow that within the Ares Tech uh, hiring process to happen. So and then we, we oh. compensate them for that as well if we hire them. It's nice. So they're immersed in what manufacturing and what the Ares Tech culture is going to be like before they ever accept a job. That's correct. That's okay. correct. And it's a customized approach that we've developed in partnership with, uh, with Gateway. Uh, we were able to launch that this spring, especially after we saw the need from last year's hiring uh, and the turnover that we had with uh, with some individuals you know uh, from last year's hiring so we were trying to kind of prevent that on the front end the challenge this year has been trying to find enough applicants to even fill the advantage course to do the pre-hire program um, so you're about six months into that roughly it sounds like mm -hmm. uh, have you got is that enough time that you've got some data that says we have minimal data we had really good success and the retention rate has been significantly better than let's just say our off the street hiring process um, in about May or June, we had to kind of suspend the Advantage program just because we couldn't find enough applicants okay. to have a cohort. Um, uh, some of the rules have changed around the cohort requirements, so we're actually kicking off in another two weeks uh, here in late October to start that program back up in a very robust way. So, so looking forward to having more data, but the initial data is very positive. That's great. So that's a that's a model that others could probably mm -hmm. possibly even copy. Sure. Interesting. Sure. Okay. Now that's good for you guys and also good for mm -hmm. the whole region. Yeah, we think it differentiates us from yeah. you know from other manufacturers in the area. Again, you know what's in it for for the prospective candidate is they walk away with their OSHA 10 certification, okay. uh, and they also walk away with you know potential offer of employment from Aristech, and then we do give them a hiring incentive with that for completion of the course. Excellent, excellent. Um, okay, so that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's a creative way to to help your retention, also attract and retain. Uh, are there now? You mentioned earlier apprenticeship, so you're running an apprenticeship program here as well. Correct. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so actually two apprenticeship programs I'd like to, to mention today. So the first is our in-house apprenticeship, again, that we partner with the Gateway Community College that is certified by the Department and recognized by the Department of Labor, as well as the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And that is for our maintenance mechanic. Uh, maintenance technician is what we usually post to the outside as. Uh, we will take uh, incumbent uh, current employees if they so choose to enter that program. We will also take um, off the street candidates and put into that program. And then, uh, like I said, we've kind of customized those classes to fit our need and have that apprenticeship uh, recognized. It's about a two year program from kind of start to finish uh, with Gateway. And, um, you know, really, I think it's definitely paid off. We, we think that that investment um, into that skilled craft is really kind of the way through kind of the, the shortage of skilled craftsmen that are out there, particularly on the maintenance. And, and we also require a little bit of electrical. Um, and we've seen that that investment and that development of your own in, internal employees really pays off as well. Now, uh, 
couple questions on that. Do to your program, do they is that tied to a degree as well or they do get a certificate, the okay. apprenticeship certificate, and they can use and leverage many of those courses into a uh, into you know a, a degree uh, over at Gateway. But because we have it kind of customized for Airstech, it's it's a little bit customized where it's not exactly a degree requirement. But there's many crossovers. But there's they're probably close enough by the yes. time they complete it that it's only a few classes. That's correct. Okay, now that's all. Do do is it frequent that people take advantage of that and go ahead and finish the degree? Uh, no, they usually finish the apprenticeship okay. and then, you know, once once that, and then when they finish that apprenticeship, that allows them to be what we say fully qualified as a maintenance uh, mechanic, and that allows them to move into the higher pay and that job classification okay. internally. So the apprenticeship and that certification and the training is enough for them to find the career that they were looking for. Correct, and, correct. And if they and, choose to go on. And we, you know, accommodate their schedule uh, to the extent possible. We pay for their, uh, their tuition and, of course, you know, have them working, you know, full-time with with, with benefits while while they're doing that. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, so we've actually we actually did it in house for about five years, okay. and then last year we finally took the step to actually get it certified with both DOL and the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Awesome. So you this is year six. It mm -hmm. like. mm -hmm. Okay, go. Oh, and we've run about two a year. You know, we, we try to have them in kind of cohorts. You know, to kind of yeah. following. Um, as I mentioned, our employee base is uh, significantly older on kind of the, the one side, kind of the pre-COVID hires. So with those 40-year employees, we're seeing a lot of turnover, especially sure. in the skilled trades. Right. So that's when we really saw the need to have to start to do something internal. You, you really just can't find that talent on the outside. So we had to go and, and grow our own. So at about two, kind of entering the program a year, that's enough for us to kind of keep up with our retirements and, and you know, with any other turnover that we might have on the maintenance side. So you said two per year coming into that yes, program. Okay, yes. cool. Um, is the retention with uh, apprentices, is that higher than what you would off regular hires? Yes, I. you know, off the top of my head, I think we've only had one okay. uh, in, in the eight years that I've been here that's that's dropped out and actually left, you know, the program. So you're looking at like a 98% yeah, completion. it's very cool. high. And then once they complete the program, how long do they stay? Or Oh, they stay. They stay. They, they just stay. <laughs> <laughs> we just had, you know, a success story. We just had one who uh, completed his apprenticeship program, uh, went into a full, you know, full-fledged qualified uh, maintenance mechanic position, and then he submitted, mm, I'm going to say, uh, earlier this year uh, for a leadership position and was promoted into a salaried supervisor position. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a nice career path and trajectory that they can also take that way if they so choose out of the apprenticeship program. So you've likely built a very long-time employee right there. Yes, so, yes, we certainly hope so. He's a very skilled and talented young sure. man. So I, I have to believe your your uh, as a your leadership team feels that investment is well worth the uh, is well worth it. Absolutely. So part of our values is about you know investing in employees and doing the right thing um, and doing what we need to for internal success. And so internal customers also mean employees, right? Yeah. Customers isn't just whoever we're selling our acrylic sheet to. So that's about that partnership and that investment. Outstanding. And you have 40-year employees, so that kind of shows something's something's going on here that's effective and works. Yes, correct. And that's really what we want to also show. Like I said, we've, we've hired these 60 new employees since kind of this time last year. We want to show them that investment and that there's career opportunity. And, you know, look, we, we have employees that are in 
the apprenticeship program that are in their 50s. Yeah. So it's not just like the young up and comers. These are people who've been here, have, let's just call it institutional knowledge, and they've decided that they would like to pursue a more formal program uh, and get more knowledge, and they're willing to do what it takes, you know, the discipline to, to do the classes. We welcome that. We'll, we'll happily take them into the apprenticeship program at any stage of their career. So in their 50s, so yeah. with ageism so rampant, and then you guys are actually reskilling people even for the last uh, sprint of their uh, career. Absolutely. Those employees are so valuable. Again, it's that institutional uh, knowledge. You know, it's it's the knowledge that you don't capture on paper. It's the sound. It's the sight. It's the, this doesn't feel right. Um, all those intangibles that come from experience um, that are, again, are really hard to capture, let's just say, in a classroom or a paper training kind of environment. And those employees bring a lot to the table, and we rely on that significantly here. Is it? Do you see that those people may be transitioning to being a mentor at some point in time for the next generation of apprentices coming through? Yes, for sure. And actually, part of the apprenticeship program when you're in that training uh, and learning mode is being paired with a senior person. You have to kind of be su supervised, but I don't mean that in a you know supervisory sense, but like you said, a mentor uh, from a more senior craftsperson. And yes, we see those skills paying off as well. And that's also where kind of that tribal knowledge, experiential knowledge gets gets passed down because they typically work in pairs in maintenance. So I'm working with you as your partner and I hear, see something, I say, hey, this is what I was talking about. You hear that noise, that high-pitched whine, oh, that means this. And that's really how you learn that. Awesome. Now you said there was a second apprenticeship program as there well. There is. So so there's a pilot effort that's just been kicked off uh, this fall in partnership with Gateway. It's a, it's a community apprenticeship for manufacturing. And there's a number of employers in the area that are also invested uh, in this program. And we are a sponsor for that. Um, in the spring, we hope to be able to actually have some uh, on-site apprentices. This, uh, this first piece was more classroom-based, and we've also volunteered to be, you know, whether it's a job shadow or a plant tour, I sit on the advisory board. I really believe that this is kind of the next step. This is kind of the next phase for manufacturing, and like we were talking about, how do you find people? How do you keep people? How do you skill people? So this apprenticeship program, I believe, is kind of the next step to that. And it really kind of dovetails nicely with our advantage program concept in a much more academic, you know, kind of prolonged setting. But we're we're happy to sponsor that. And I'm I'm really curious and enthusiastic to see what this brings five years from now when we look back and say, hey, remember when we kind of piloted that program. So you're partnering with other manufacturers in the area. Correct. Oh, cool. So literally a rising tide raises all ships. Kind yes, of for sure. Love yes. that. Absolutely. Yes. Now what is the what is the actual job or occupation that you guys are or is there a specific one or is just manufacturing it's just manufacturing so really they could go kind of either direction they could go let's just say more of like a production operator a material handler or they could go this maintenance route uh, as well they have a number of baseline on the maintenance skilled maintenance side electrical and mechanical and and different things so really it's kind of up for them to choose once they sort of get their feet wet into the program and kind of decide you know do i want to be maybe more hands-on on the maintenance side or do i want to be more operating Side. In your so this was the this this fall was the first class Correct. you said it's all classroom. I mean, how many other manufacturers did you guys get involved? With? I think so. I you know I'm 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 on the steering committee. I believe there's about 15 or 20 uh, local employers that are also in that, and then I believe the pilot cohort had about eight students to kick off this fall. Okay, so not everybody's getting one out of this for the pilot. That's correct. Okay, but that's, that's interesting. So, but over time. If you've got 20 manufacturers and you each were doing two a year, that's right. going to be 40 to 50 apprentices, yes. at least entering, and hopefully 
90% coming out on the other side. Exactly. And I know they're doing a nice job of, you know, communicating this into the high schools um, to get some of that, but you don't have to be, again, you don't have to be high school students. Um, they had someone in their 20s that was also in uh, in that program. It just has to have the, you have to have the interest and the inclination and the dedication to finish the courses and the discipline to, you know, attend to do all the things that are required. So it's, uh, I mean, you, you're, you've been incredibly creative and your team has, which is you know, kudos to you guys. Uh, you've also invested in your apprenticeship programs multiple times and you're, exp you're experimenting, mm -hmm. uh, even mm -hmm. broadening it out to the whole community, which is really cool. So can we dive in? I mean, do you have like, how, you guys value obviously this because you're investing in it. Can you like share, is there anything you can share in terms of like, hey, we, we retain 95%, I, mean, I don't even know, just retention, does it improve retention? Does it improve, lower your acquisition costs? Those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So most definitely, it's definitely improved our retention costs. You know, as we talked about, I, I think I can only think of one uh, actual apprentice from the maintenance side that's actually, you know, uh, dropped out. Um, so we've definitely seen that. And again, I think it's also about the message that you send both to the employees in the program, but also to the employees not in the program, right? I don't necessarily have to participate in the program to see that the company is investing and you know putting time into the development, especially from an hourly perspective. So I think it's kind of that camaraderie amongst the employees to see that the company is you know willing and able to uh, to do some of that. So, and how many employees do you have here? Uh, here I have 160 hourly. I'd like okay. to get to 180 okay. uh, this year, and I have about 15 out in New Mexico. And, and your spot, you are the sponsor for your apprentice. So you're doing all the Department of Labor work. That's correct. Although we do get a lot of help from our partners at uh, at um, the community college. Also, oh, Gateway is yeah. Gateway helps us with that as well. Okay, I just because I was from a uh, employer's perspective, I'm curious what are the challenges with because I know that's a lot of work. Yes, there's a lot of paperwork, but they really help us and kind of partner and take care of that for us. So. Do you feel like if they weren't helping that would be feasible for you for an employer and not just yourselves but any employer yeah you just would have to dedicate that administrative time so it's right. the tracking of those hours right. the content of what they're doing like I was saying you have to have kind of this mentor sponsor right. uh, for those apprenticeship uh, for those apprentice and then you have to like I said log all those records and upload all those right. to the and DOL reporting that goes yes. back to the DOL so that yes. it's time-consuming correct okay but so it would probably be a challenge it would be a challenge but I again I think you know, if if that was our only hurdle, then we probably would have just stayed with the in-house program that yeah. we had prior. Um, but with that partnership with Gateway and them kind of taking the administrative burden for us, it oh, was cool. kind of a no-brainer just to go ahead and get this so allow, it certified. You to expand yes. and grow things. Oh, that's cool. And you mentioned too, from a creativity standpoint, you know, I think that the recruiting world, especially from an hourly manufacturing perspective, has significantly changed in the last two years. Okay. So where where your your former way of you know, hey, let's just advertise, we'll pull something on Facebook um, and we'll just put a posting out there indeed um, and, and I you know call a post and pray um, you know you get 40 50 applicants over a weekend you know in in the past uh, today that doesn't work anymore okay. post and pray if if it brings you three or four applicants over a weekend you know that's that's a great uh, great turnout over the weekend so I think in the, the challenge, I think the team has had to take on and sort of the philosophy we've had to adopt is we have to touch so many different recruiting sources and to your point, be so creative so that from every recruiting source, if I get one, that's a success. 
So I may have to touch 10 recruiting sources to get 10 people, whereas before I could get 10 people in you know, a weekend yep. just from posting. Just so the, posting I, the challenge is finding the time and the effort and the partner, um, whether it's creative programs like Our Advantage and with Gateway, um, to the advertisement, to job fairs, I mean, it's just kind of that multitude of touches to where you catch enough people cumulatively to be able to, to staff your needs. So you're basically taking all the pieces and putting the, make, creating a puzzle with it. Right, no, awesome. that's, that's correct. And really, like I said, you know, whether it's um, looking at you know, disadvantaged populations and trying to, to do some diverse recruiting there, uh, whether that's you know, veterans or minorities, disabled, you know, females, you know, uh, second chance, we're, we're really looking at, at all of that. Um, we're also trying to do some creative partnership right now with um, trying to employ some refugees. Um, so we're still kind of in the initial stages of what, what that might mean. But again, just kind of creatively turning over any, <laughs> any leaf to see, see what we might find from a recruiting perspective. Well, that's fantastic. This has been a fantastic uh, conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. I, you know, I, I think one thing that's really different about Airsec and you feel it when you walk in is, is our employees. That's what really makes the difference. Um, when you meet everybody, it's a very down to earth. It's a very helpful, friendly um, atmosphere and people want to see others succeed. And whether, you know, you're an hourly employee looking for a coworker on the floor to a supervisor to uh, the executive team. I mean, we're all here to make the best uh, acrylic sheet that meets our customers need that we can provide in the workplace that we can make the best uh, acrylic solid surface that meets our customers needs and then we want to be creative and try to say not just are we meeting your needs but what else can we do in the future and that I think really kind of sums up what you know what Airs Tech and what our mission here is all about and we're excited for the opportunity uh, that comes with now being part of Trinzio um, just global opportunities, global selling opportunities, um, some manufacturing opportunities that we may not have had just kind of being a smaller standalone business. So um, really, I, I think it's all it's all upside at Airs Tech right now, which is a very exciting time to be here. And I think all that opportunity probably translates into opportunity for your employees as well. Oh, absolutely. Somebody could start here in Florence, Kentucky and end up and today with remote work you yeah. can end up you can work elsewhere in the world by sitting in Florence Kentucky right. so you know it really is a lot of opportunity that's fascinating no this has been fantastic I really appreciate uh, your time today great thank you so much for having me and I, I hope that people will check out Airs Tech we're at www.airstechsurfaces.com uh, come see what all the excitement's about we'd love to have people come join our team excellent thank you very much thank you so much Thanks for listening to Apprenticeship Works. If you want to build the workforce you need and stop the revolving door of employees, there's only one place to go, Apprenticeship Works. We'll see you next time.